Beautiful. I just went ahead and hit record. I wanted to make sure, Callum, that we hit record right at that moment where you and I were both having a great time so that when people tune in, they're like, man, these guys are great friends, which of course we are. The energy is here, man. The energy is here. The energy is here. Beautiful, baby. All right. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. And today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we are being joined by Callum Jones. And he has a new album, which released at the end of last year, November 27th is what I have, uh, called Mirror Glass. And today, Callum's going to be sharing some more information about this stellar release and what he's got going on this year. So, Callum, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm well excited. Well excited. This is the first time I've had a conversation with someone that's not my family in a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, brings up a very interesting question because you just released an album at the end of the the year 2020, and normally you would be planning shows and some, maybe some kind of a tour uh, to promote the record. And you mentioned this is the first time you're chatting with another human being other than family. So, I guess my first question is to dive in with how has the release of the album been going, and what have you been doing to promote the album in these incredibly unique times? You know, like, I I got really lucky. I got really lucky, like, towards the beginning of last year because I managed to finish recording um, literally, like, two weeks before everything got shut down again. Um, It was a bit weird because no one had been talking about it at all. And then it was just like, right, you can't leave your house because this thing has just turned up. Um, So, yeah, it it was a bit surreal to start off with. Um, and I was super, I was super psyched to have it done because um, it, was, it was literally just me in the studio with my engineer, Mike, and we just do it. I, I do it all ourselves. We just sit and layer up. It's really fun. Um, and I'd already des- I'd already decided that I was going to release a track every month of 2020, which was a stupid idea because that <laughs> was just so much work, man so much work I, I i was like yeah this is this is a fantastic idea we'll just put a track out every month and it'll just be i'll, I'll be everyone will be bombarded with me mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll never be out of their face um and then i realized actually it's 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 difficult because you've got two weeks of promotion beforehand two weeks of promotion afterwards for one single mm-hmm. and then you start on the next one um so it was, it was just constant and i'm never going to do it again it was a bad idea. It was a really bad idea. <laughs> the smartest way I've ever heard that being done is a band actually wrote the entire album. I think it was like 13 songs or something. And they sat on the album and then just said, instead of releasing the album now, we're just going to release one song per month so that that way they kind of varied up what they were working on. So the album was already done. They just needed to focus on the promotion uh, for the year. That was the same as me, bro. I'm I'm just like really lazy, so it was it was hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had it all done. I just had to like put it out into the world. It was yeah, it was just so much work, man. It was, it was, it was horrendous. It, it is was horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when you you get somebody. I mean, where did Dunk come into the picture? Because uh, he would be helping with an awful lot of that. No. I mean, like I, I've only started working with Dunk really recently with Suicide, um, which was the last single on the album. Um, which is why it's done so done so well is because Dunk was on. Dunk was just like, "Here you go." I didn't have to do the promotion, so Dunk <laughs> Dunk took the track and made it happen. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, 
like I'd, I'd I'd been speaking to him for quite a while, like with the radio stuff and his podcast and, and all that sort of thing. I'd done a couple I'd done a couple shows for him, like takeovers, um, and a little bit of presenting with him and all that sort of thing. And it was it was sick. So he'd been listening to my tunes the entire year, and then he started doing his promotion thing. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. um, that sounds wicked because I'm broke mm-hmm. and you've got nice prices and I know you. So it's just like, <laughs> At least, at least I can turn around to him and be like, "Dunk man, this is what I want to happen, but I don't know how to do it. So help me, please." And he did it. It was class. Mm-hmm. Well, that- yeah, we, we, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. Um, and Dunk's kind of Dunk's kind of been on that roller coaster with me, and he's just been like, "Don't scream, it's okay. You're strapped in. Yeah, we've got this." Exactly. Leave. Please have all of your arms and belongings in the vehicle with you or whatever it is that they say on roller coasters to warn you that you might lose your arms or your face if you you know do something stupid bro i lost my arms in the first 10 minutes they were gone <laughs> what was it it's hard to hold on after that uh all you have left is to scream but so something you brought up there that i thought was a really interesting point because i sometimes chat with bands who are like no no we're gonna do the promotion ourselves and it kind of sounds like the advice that i give which is don't do that just hire somebody sounds like a really good idea so why don't you share us what kind of a relief that was to hire the right help to engage promotion it's just a weight off the shoulders and like it, it wasn't really a dunk can you do my promotion for me um because obviously i still do all my social media and i still i still like email a bunch of radio stations with the album dunk's just working on this one single suicide um which has been fantastic um and it's it's great because I mean like I've been doing I've been a musician I've been I've had a music career that's what I've done for a job for the past five years I started working as a musician when I was like thirteen. What? Um, what? Yeah, what? yeah. I played in pubs illegally and it was great. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so like this is this is all I've ever done. Um, and we started as I went down to London for a bit and I did all this like branding stuff and they made me cut my hair and no. they told me what to wear and all that sort of thing they were like this is going to make you look cool and yeah but like did, did it work and then i did it okay. no not at all mm. not at all mm. i had less hair my head was cold um i was wearing shorter trousers just yeah. because that's that was the fashion and stuff like i don't i, I buy my i buy my clothes in tesco's do you know what i mean it's like six pound fifty for a pair of shoes but, <laughs> I'm a bit of a cheapskate, but I get yeah, that vibe, like, Callum. I, a few times within the first, how long have we been recording now? Seven minutes we've been recording, and you've mentioned the price of something twice. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't mean to sound like a stereotypical dude with like Scottish people being cheap, but like you have definitely like you've. <laughs> I'm bringing the stereotype, man. I'm bringing it. Yeah. No, like recently, um, I'm on a bit of a journey. I'm like, uh, I'm trying to live a minimalist life. I've picked that up, um, which has been really cool. It's been really eye-opening. So I'm selling all of my stuff, like all of my stuff. So if anyone wants to buy some guitars or drums, if you're listening there, get in touch. Mm -hmm. Um, They're expensive, but I need the money. Um, Yeah, I I don't need the money. I just (laughs) want the money. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so minimalist, take us through this. What inspired this, and what are you hoping to achieve out of it, and how is it going so far? Um, yeah, so basically, um, I was up at like 4 a.m. 
um, watching YouTube videos as everyone does. I got stuck in the YouTube vortex of just not being awake, but staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously with this whole, um, with the whole situation of being locked in, everyone's trying to like figure out what's going on. And I kind of realized without music, without shows, um, and without that kind of social interaction, there's not really much going on in my head at all, like ever. I don't really think about much stuff other than music. So when that all stopped, I was like, right, how do I figure out what to do with myself? And then I, I came across this stuff like um, The Minimalists. They've got a podcast with like, like honestly, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. There's no way I'm ever going to get to the end of it. But it's just about living intentionally and not having as much stuff kicking about. Because like the average, the average household at the minute has 300,000 items mm-hmm. in it. And like, I don't even, like, I don't even think, I don't know how there could be 300,000 items in my house, but there probably is. Like, when you think about it, everyone's got a lot of stuff. So I just want to not have that much stuff um, just to kind of clear up the surroundings around me. And then hopefully that'll clear up more room in my head for songs and that. Because mm-hmm. my memory, my memory is shocking. And I think that's because. I've filled it up with so many song lyrics and chord progressions. There's just no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. So the only thing in my head is music at the minute, um, which is great. So doing that kind of just like eases everything up. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's not for everyone, but I think it's kind of a, like an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. In my profession by day, uh, I do cooking. And in my profession, there is a saying that an organized station is an organized mind. And um, I've taken that particular to heart in terms of my own personal life as well, because what we do with our physical space, whether it's minimalist or organized or, or whatever, uh, has a lot of frame of reference to how that person's mind is working in that moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like some people call it essentialism where they literally only have what they need. So they only own the things that they use daily or on on like a weekly basis that have a purpose and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some minimalists take it to the extreme where they've literally got everything they own in a backpack and they just cut about doing what they want all the time, which is, which is, is a bit mad. I think like, yeah, like yeah, fair enough. But like, if you, if you if you want something, get it. But if you are just buying something for the sake of having it, then mm-hmm. what's the? Yeah, it was a Black Friday sale. I needed another eighty-inch TV. Yo, an eighty-inch TV would be cool, though. <laughs> now, speaking of mentality or mentalness, or if that's even a word, I'll just go with mental health. Today, as as we're recording this episode, Callum, here in Canada, uh, one of our communications companies called Bell uh, has started this thing about talking about mental health, and they decided that uh, January twenty eighth every every year they're going to run a campaign where we're just going to say, hey, let's talk, talk about mental health. And it's picked up speed over the years. And so today is really quite prominent because of how the year has gone in 2020 and how it's continuing to go into 2021. That like, hey, let's talk about mental health. And you've got a couple tracks here. Number one called Suicide, which you said Dunk is is promoting, which 
there's an yeah. awful lot of mental health surrounding that topic. And then the other song is Happy Now, uh, which is quite the juxtaposition to have a song about suicide and then a song about, well, I'm, I'm finally happy. Um, so take us through this, yeah. take us through this album, Mirror Glass. And um, yeah, let's just start there. Take us through this. What's it about? What's the theme? Oh, yo, that's that's just a jumble. It's just like it's just tunes. Um, I mean, I try to write from where I'm at, um, which is why during during this whole lockdown thing, I've only written like three songs. It's been really difficult for me to write because I'm not doing anything. Therefore, I have no inspiration, and I'm kind of just like feeling the same all the time. Um, so yeah, but Mirror Glass kind of. A lot of the tunes, some of them were written right back at the start, like when I was when I was thirteen, fourteen, and some of them were written like two, two, three weeks before the recording session. So um, yeah, I hadn't really planned to make another album, and then it just got to the point where I had enough songs. So I was like, cool, I've got an album. Some of them, like Brothers in Arms, is about. It's it's really about mental health. I actually raised a, a bit of money for some uh, mental health charities with Brothers in Arms because it was one of those songs. I'd, ju- I'd just come off the phone with a really good pal of mine, and he was saying, "Look, I'm in, I'm in this relationship that I'm just not happy with. I don't know how to get out of it, and I'm I'm struggling." And he was he was kind of just like pouring his heart out down the phone, and I was like, "I have no idea how to how to help you right now. I just want to." I just want to be able to help you. And he, he just signed off. He just signed off the phone. He was just like, look, I know I'm in a bad place, but we're brothers in arms, mate. We've got each other. That's cool. And then that kind of just triggered the song. So, like, the song was written 20 minutes after that. Um, yeah, some of them just, like, come off the cuff, and then some of them I've been working on for years and then finally just got around to them. Um, like, Happy Now, I had that riff. I had the guitar riff for Happy Now for I think it was three years before I wrote the song because I just didn't know how to didn't know how to fit it. And then one day I was just like, right, I've got a cool chorus, and then shoved the riff on front of that, and there it was. It was like that's the song. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, just shoved it in there. Yeah, exactly. Some of the, like everyone's like writing music so difficult, but it's not, man. Everything is just made up. <laughs> that's the secret everyone is just making it up whoa, as they go along whoa, no one whoa, has a clue what they're doing whoa callum whoa shh. yeah so that's yeah. a secret to anyone watching that don't tell anyone yeah don't seek punch down that's that's right uh yeah cool okay so there definitely is you know some mental health topics uh brothers arms that's an interesting topic is everybody wants to be with somebody but what do you do when you are with somebody and you aren't happy Yeah. Yeah. I've got no idea, bro. I'm lucky enough to have not been in that situation. Um, Like, I'm a pretty straight up guy. And when things aren't working, I usually just say so. So um, I've been lucky enough that all the people I've been with and all the like, even just friendships, all the people that I've like hung about with and then realized maybe this isn't working out for either of us. It's just been like, it's been a, a grown up conversation. And we've just said, yeah, this ain't working. So Let's just call it quits and it's been fine. But like so many people I know have been in that situation where they just can't find a way out of something. Mm. Um, 
And it's because they don't talk to anyone about it. They're just, they're just, they're trying to figure it out by themselves. But actually, if you can get someone else in on it and like get another point of view, it really does kind of like open stuff up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it's so much easier once you've got a second opinion. So much easier. Yeah. It reminds me of the advice, you know, somebody says, how do I tell her that I don't want to be with her anymore? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's simple. It's everyone. Everything has to be so complicated nowadays. It's not. I blame computers. I blame technology. I, I also blame computers and technology, specifically social media, but that's another rabbit hole to get down. It's another podcast entirely. Yeah, man. We should do that one. I'll, I'll happy come back. I can rant with you for days about this. Beautiful. I can rant with you for days about this. Beautiful. That and memes. I think memes are the death of uh, proper societal discourse, is what I will say. I had a conversation. I literally had a conversation with meme about memes an hour ago because I'm a, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit of a granddad, right? I don't understand them. I don't get them. And my like my pal, my pal was talking about memes. I was like, mate, I just don't understand the whole meme thing. I'm totally out of the loop. I'm not down with the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were like, they were trying to explain like why memes are funny and stuff. And maybe I'm just broken, but they're not funny. I don't <laughs> find them funny. Like, why are people sending me photos with words on them? Like, phone me, and we'll talk about real stuff and laugh about stuff that are actually funny. Like, uh-huh. people are sending me photos of cats and that, like wearing banana costumes, and why? I'll be honest, it, it sounds amazing, but I understand your point. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. But maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the issue. Yeah, with your yeah. Uh, essentialism, you know, yeah. tell yeah. <laughs> your minimalism. Uh, but yeah, I think the part of the, the the political problems as well that we've had in the last year that have exploded are because nobody's willing to sit down and have a conversation. They're just willing to send cats and banana costume pictures to each other which doesn't address the the problems at all yeah man i mean that's what suicide's about suicide is a is a political song um it's like obviously people people read the title and they're like god it's it's mental health based and some of it is but actually suicide i wrote um when i like suicide i wrote from a place where I was, I was so upset, so angry about the way things were panning out. Like, I mean, if you look at 2020 as a year, it was horrendous. There was so much racism. There was so much, like, segregation. There was so much violence. And just, like, no one was actually taking the time to sit and think about how we should deal with this. Everyone's sitting going, we need to protest. We need to have marches. We need to throw ourselves in the way and do everything apart from have a conversation about it. Do everything apart from actually sit and think about this is an issue because mm-hmm. like suicide, mainly coming from like where I was, um, suicide is written about how the government and the place we're at just now, um, every like in every first world country at the minute, like you take America, you take the UK, um, like. The government was just a mess. Like the people in charge, mm-hmm. it got to the point. It just seemed like they had no idea what they were doing, no idea 
what was actually happening and no idea why it was happening. Like, yeah, suicide was about how the way things are heading and the way we're being led is the suicide of our society because it's not being nurtured enough to be able to grow. It's being held back by the people that are in charge. Um, yeah, I was, I was just so upset about everything when I wrote it. And uh, I, think that's why, I think that's why it's the heavy song out of everything is because I was just mad. So I was like, let's put the fattest riff I can possibly think of underneath this and just make the lyrics as blunt and to the point and just openly, I am against the way things are going just now. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was kind of a selfish song for me because it was literally just my opinion. That's the way I see things. But I also do think it was a valid opinion in the way that it, that it comes across. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Suicide is a very selfish thing, uh, and perhaps valid. Which is sort of I'm trying to see if I can find the lyrics for the for the track. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to take up too much time trying to find it, but I was seeing if I could quickly find the lyrics. Well, and especially I'm assuming you're coming from Scotland just based on on the accent. But I mean, especially at uh, the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, speaking of adults in charge in the UK, uh, Scotland's getting shafted. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah, it's been a bit it's been a bit stupid, really. Like it's it's been majorly stupid especially with this whole music thing coming in to play now like we we were we were told that we're not allowed to leave the country without a visa to go touring which is just going to make it so expensive that it's not going to be possible for a lot of bands yep to afford to go touring and then we and then there came the whole thing where we we were offered to be able to travel visaless for 90 days and then they turned that down so there was a huge uproar, and now it's been taken into reconsideration. So hopefully, hopefully we will get that. Um, we will get that offer back, and we'll be able to come and play live um, without visas for a bit. Because like, I want to go touring. I can't wait to go touring. Um, I've been locked up for way too long, and I want to go and play shows now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a bit brutal. But I mean, it's been brutal everywhere. Um, for for so long everyone keeps thinking that it's so it's so much harder over there than it is over here or blah 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 but the truth is we're all on the same tiny spinning blue ball in the middle of nowhere so i really don't understand what the problem is i don't really i don't really understand why we can't just get along for a bit it's just pointless all this fighting about nothing Mm -hmm. because that that's exactly it's fighting about nothing it's us and them when actually all there is is us Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, starting to sound like more of that minimalism. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you've cleared your mind and you've understood that we're all on a spinning blue ball in the middle of nowhere, and uh, there's no need to be bored. That's the only thing I can think of. People just get bored because they think that they should be doing something when they're just on a merry-go-round. Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone's sitting, sitting going, we've all got to do this because when actually, like, it's an accident that we're here anyway. No one really knows why we're here. What's the purpose of everyone being here mm-hmm. on this tiny blue ball? 
in the middle of nowhere. We're just going in circles, literally and figuratively, because we don't know what to do with ourselves. We've got all this amazing stuff, like we've got all this all this crazy technology and all these electric things happening and like we've got so many amazing musicians and creatives that are that are just expressing themselves in different ways um and everyone's everyone seems to be thinking that i've got to work to get money because money is what i need but actually you don't really need that much money to survive and as long as you're doing something that you find enjoyable and are able to do that then that's it you've won mm-hmm. you've succeeded mm-hmm. okay this could be existentialism which i know is a new topic but something to think about callum yeah. money is an artificial construct that we have supplanted on something that never required it i don't need to feed the earth that- i don't need to feed the earth gold coins to get food i just plant food and I Plant get food, man. and I get food, and in order to till the soil and work it and protect it, there's no money involved in that. But we've supplanted this artificial construct of money onto a whole process that doesn't require any money. You just yeah, bro. You, you just yeah. live. That's it. Just live. Everything is made up. Everything is made up. Someone made it up at one point, and that's how it got to be what it is. Like. Yeah, that's all it is, man. Countries are just separated by water, and some of them aren't even separated by water. Someone mm. just decided that that Germany was Germany mm-hmm. and America was America. It's made up. Mm-hmm. Like money's made up because you could just swap things if you wanted to. Yeah, be like you've got a PlayStation and I've got a guitar. Let's swap because mm-hmm. I want your PlayStation and you want my guitar. That's chill. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, people are too people are too fascinated by money and shiny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and even the, the idea of countries—that's a fascinating idea. So I'm born on this earth, and I'm an earthling. Yet I'm imprisoned in a construct of invisible borders and documents. And if I want to then go to another part of Earth, of which I should have every right to do, as somebody who was born accidentally on this accident, yeah, I'm instead withheld. Because we've decided that we should have an invisible border. It's a fascinating topic, what humanity has created for itself. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. Like, all of us, all of us that are alive just now were born into a system that we didn't sign up for. None of us agreed to the laws that we have or the systems that we have when we were born. They were made, like, yonks ago, generations ago. Mm-hmm. So everyone that's alive just now is just cutting about doing what dead people told them to do. Yeah. Because that's how we've been brought up. Um, But yeah, it's a funny thing, the world. We're all citizens of the world, but we've got to stay in our lane. Mm -hmm. That's right, Callum. And speaking of which, we have to wrap up here. But we've chatted about your new album, Mirror Glass. We've chatted about Suicide, Happy Now, Brothers in Arms. You've chatted about minimalism, existentialism, and essentialism. Uh, I guess the only question that I have left um, before we really wrap up is, do you have any plans for this year, or are you just kind of taking it as she goes? Um, I mean, like, this year should be exciting, because um, I've got my new band 
coming to join me when we finally get back to live shows. Some of my best friends, um, just like of my entire life, I'm finally getting to make music with, um, which has been a dream of mine. That is the ultimate goal is just to be making making music, making noise with my pals. Um, so I'm super psyched about that. Hopefully I'll be able to put a tour together for the end of this year, start of next year. Um, we've got a couple shows penciled in for sort of November, December time, um, which will be fantastic if we're allowed back out by then. And hopefully we will be. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll get back into the studio as well, get some new tracks recorded, possibly another album. Uh, yeah, just want to keep on keeping on, just keep on doing what we can. Beautiful. All right. Well, Callum, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you for having me, man. This has been a wicked interview. This is like one of my favorite interviews ever. We've just talked about like cool stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's not just been where do you get inspired? What do you play? Blah, blah, blah. We've actually talked about topics in that. This is wicked, man. Thank you so much for having me. You're quite, cool. you're quite welcome. I'm glad you had a good time, Callum. Yeah, bro. Cheers.